0: The Ryan Reese Show from Southern California. 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 This is The Ryan Reese Show. Post your questions using at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Are you ready?
1: Tonight's show, I have Christina Boudreaux in studio. Right? In studio. And you just got back from India. Yes. And now I want to hear this because I've seen these photos that are just incredible with you. With like all these Indian ladies in this like long street and it's just packed with hundreds i don't know how many but it looks like it goes forever and then um just all these other photos of you going to all these different villages but i want you to give the full india experience to the listeners tonight so they can understand because i've never been there i'm I'm gonna be honest i'm a little scared Mm -hmm. of uh of going out there it's it's very far and it is just uh it's very intriguing though um i I do actually think i want to i want to make it out on one of these trips with you honestly So I have a question for you. First of all, how far is the flight when you go there and how do you get there?
2: So uh, the flight is close to 17 hours to Dubai Mm -hmm. and then six hours down. So it is a gnarly flight.
1: Okay, so you go to Dubai and then is there like a, a big layover?
2: Um, usually like an hour or two hours. Okay, good. Yeah, and then it's uh, two hours down. Oh, sorry, uh, like six hours down depending on where you go in India. And I was just in southern India. Mm-hmm. And then this November and December, I'll be on the other side of the south part of India and I have a layover in Qatar, which is like another part of the Middle East. I've
1: heard of that. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so some of you guys that are that are listening right now that might not know Christina, she's actually one of the ambassadors of the Whosoever's Movement. and. And she tours uh, globally. I, I, we toured together um, all over the United States and also in different parts of, of South America. But uh, this particular trip, you went out there. And you, what did you do exactly when you got there? Where you—where'd you, you end up staying? And who were you working with out there?
2: Yeah, so one of my good friends um, – uh, well, actually, two of my good friends are missionaries um, in India. They're, they're national, so you know they're Indian. And the part okay. of India I went to, they actually speak the same dialect as my mom, because my mom's Indian. Right. And so they speak Tamil. And so we were in southern India. And it's kind of a cool connection there. Uh, just because, you know, when I was there, I stayed with the missionaries. And so my friend, his parents actually head up the biggest widows ministry in southern India, which was the picture with all the ladies that you saw. Oh, got it. Yeah. yeah. So I actually wow. want to talk about that first. That was That's really a cool. a lot of widows. Yeah. So basically in India, like uh, the widows. So, you know, because... India is – they actually wanted to change the name of the country to Hindustan because they, it's, a, it's a Hindu nationalist government. Mm. And it's interesting because the Muslims and the Christians actually get along better in India than any other place in the world because they are the two most persecuted people groups. Really, And so the Christians in India – when you think of Christians here, right, like it doesn't cost people anything to be a Christian here. Right. But in India, it costs them their life. Oftentimes, if someone becomes a Christian from a Hindu family, they are completely kicked out and ostracized from their family. If someone becomes a Christian and they have a church, uh, pastors are, re- my friends there are regularly put in prison. They're regularly persecuted. They're really? regu- yes, they regularly have their churches burned down. They have a lot of persecution in India. And so they got their jobs taken from them. It's a lot. And so my friends basically in India, like because it's a Hindu government within the Hindu religion, um, widows are seen as the lowest caste in India because they have a caste system. Mm. And so when someone becomes a widow, they're basically kicked out of their house or they're taken to a, a part of a village and they're just dropped off. So as we're driving around India, you see these. Beautiful women, right? These grandmas, and they're in these saris. It's like yeah. they're colorful outfits, yeah. and they're just curled up on the side of the road with flies all over them. Really? Um, they're begging, yes, because they're seen as a curse to the family.
1: Because, like the they, they the Hindu, the re- yeah, really? and, and because
2: of the whole Hindu religion, they believe that if you're a widow, you must have done something wrong in your past life. No
1: way. And so they ha- reincarnation.
2: Yes, right? and so my friends, they have this orphanage, and we're basically. You know, they started this orphanage in a village. You know, for kids that have been abandoned because sex. As we were talking about sound of freedom, trafficking is a huge issue in In India. India, Huge issue. There's a huge trafficking of children. And so my friends, all these kids that are abandoned, they take them and they start an orphanage. And then when they went to these villages, they saw all of these widows that had just been abandoned. You know, that had no one. And so basically, so say if you have like a house, right, where you have like Someone's children with their spouses and kids living, as soon as they become a widow, they're kicked out of their house and they're forced to sleep in their backyard. If it's raining inside – yeah, if it's raining outside, the widows are not allowed inside. And so a lot of them are just like underneath trees and then they just like get wet and – They're begging on the side of the road. It is one of the most devastating things you've ever seen. That is amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. And so my friends basically started this ministry called Sangeeta Hope about 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. If you guys want to know more, go to sangitahope.org, And they basically go to 17 villages, and they have 900 widows that are registered with their program they bring so that picture you saw they bring all the widows to the compound mm-hmm. they share with them the gospel that day i actually did a song uh, for them uh but it's by hillsong it's it's called who you say that i am and it says who am i that the highest king would welcome me right mm-hmm. i was lost but he brought me in oh his love for me and so i shared with the widows like that the king has a seat for them at his table, you know. And so my friends, they share the gospel with them. I mm-hmm. sang for them. They said no one had sang for the widows in over ten years, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, they speak the same dialect as my mom, and so it was cool because I was able to share with them in their language, you know, just some words of encouragement, yeah, yeah. which was awesome. So
1: they were pretty, stoked, yeah, they
2: were that. super stoked. And basically, after that, they pray for them and they give them enough rations for food that mm-hmm. lasts a whole month. Right. And what this ministry does but, is that— But really yeah, quick. Yeah.
1: So these widows, they they get the food from, from your uh, mm-hmm. friends, but they live in the streets. Like, there's no place for a widow to stay. There's
2: no housing or anything. There's no housing. So what my friends are doing is that they actually have built houses for these widows. Right. So they have, like, funding, and so they each build a house for these widows. And we went to this one widow's house where it was, like, a house on a compound, and then they built them this house where, you know, it's, like, just perfect enough for the widow. Right. And when we got there, I said, hey, like, who are these other people in this other house next door? And they were like, oh, that's their children and their grandchildren. I was like, they had to build a house which was less than 10 yards from the main house for the widow because they won't let their mom inside.
1: Are you serious? So it's like a full-on, like, a religion thing. That is in.
2: It's Same. very sad. And so these grandmas, yeah. a lot of them, like, you know, they don't have, like, teeth. They're really yeah, course, cute, you know. Of course. Uh when can we, only imagine. Yeah, for sure. And so these widows, as we just, like, just, like, hugged them, prayed for them, like, cried with them. I looked into their eyes, and I just said, you are beautiful. Jesus loves you. And they just broke down because a lot of them are forced into prostitution. Really? A lot of them, Somebody- yeah. Yeah, for money, or their families will force them into prostitution. A lot of them, even when they get their food, this is the problem that they're having with their widows program right now is that the widows will often get a ration of food, right, which is rice and lentils and some other things, and they'll go to their families, right, their kids and grandkids to offer it to say, hey – I can contribute to the family. Can you now let me inside? And they'll take the food, and they'll still kick the widow out. What the heck? This is just yeah. Insane. No, it's devastating. Yeah, but it's beautiful because these this ministry has built so many houses for these widows. Yeah, that's they, awesome. They always come to their compound once a month. They're helping them with medical stuff. They're mm. loving on them, and so when the Bible says, you know that that pure religion is loving the the widows and orphans that's what my friends are doing and so my friends that's like one part of their ministry that they have but another part is that my friend um he's like the the husband and wife their names are paul and grace the husband was a national cricket player for india like olympic you know status he's older now so with them a lot of our outreach here right is like you know we could do big crusades or we could do everything Or that, but in India, everything is underground and it has to be underground Mm -hmm. because of the persecution. So for them, they reach the youth through sports ministry. Right. So they have this organization, kind of like F.C.A. and different things, but they basically go to the slums and they start coaching kids like soccer, cricket, you know, basketball, volleyball, and that's how the kids basically they do uh, Bible studies with the kids. Mm-hmm. They do these things called prayer cells where they go to their homes, you know, and then from there they do Bible studies and they do a church on Fridays. And these kids, that's how they end up coming out of the slums and they end up playing like professionally. Like even one of my friends um, down there. he came from the lowest slum in southern india like horrible horrible conditions got saved through the sports program he ended up now become he's now a pastor he's now like you know like bringing all these kids out of the slums Mm -hmm. coaching them and so from there that's how you know we ministered to a lot of the kids in their programs
1: i want want to go back to the slums yeah break down what these slums look like for people that don't
2: yeah, so understand. So the slums
1: slum look like and are yeah. these kids homeless or are they living with their families in the slums?
2: Yeah, so the slums in India, like so my my own mother, she grew up in Malaysia where the Indians like when you think of like how Mexicans are field workers here yeah. in California. Yeah. So the Indians are like field workers in Malaysia. So they grew up in like kind of like work camps. You right. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm talking like not even cardboard boxes they don't even have cardboard there i'm talking like they do put bamboo leaves together and they live in like these huts Mm. or they call them like squatters you know no running water they're on the side of the roads they're like begging for food we went to a lot of like uh, churches like i did worship at some of these churches in the slums in india Mm. and they literally will pack it's like biblical times they'll pack like 50 people Mm. in like a very small area like in their, like well, one bedroom underground house. underground churches too. Yeah, they're you underground. Can't have yeah. A yeah, they're underground churches. And these people literally have nothing. Like these girls, like that they take from the slums, right? And they like teach them, you know, volleyball and all this stuff. Some of these girls play at a national level. And I went to one of their practices and some of these girls, like I noticed one of the girls, I was like, why is she practicing barefoot? Like this is volleyball practice. They were like, no these girls, they have money for shoes. And I was just like, man. And so, like, you know, my friends – so I had brought a certain amount. So I, like, was like, hey, get these girls' shoes, like, for volleyball, you know, so that they are able to go, like, far in their sport. Because when they go far in their sport, they're not able to only provide for themselves but for their families. Mm -hmm. And so the slums in India are so – so incredibly devastating because, again, you have, even when we went to the slums, there's a lot of very slimy, like people, too. You know, a lot of trafficking of children. Right, because it's trafficking. like the
1: ghetto. So yeah. you have the traffickers, you have the drugs, you have all the, the corruption, prostitution. Yes. Yeah, Within so you,
2: in the. Yeah, a lot of slums. drinking, a lot of that. A lot of times, one of the issues we had that one of the. A part of the widow's ministry, these people, they basically go to the slums and they employ some of the women from the slums to hand make some things. Okay. Because basically their husbands will stay at home and they'll make the wives go prostitute themselves. The wives will come home with money and then the husbands go use it on gambling and alcohol. It is very devastating. Or they'll like sell their children, their children, yeah. and they'll prostitute their children yeah. out. Yeah. So it's very devastating. But in the midst of that, I, like I, one of the days, for example, like I this went. This is why they
1: need Jesus. Yeah, so this is bad. why they need Jesus.
2: So bad. Like I went to, we went to one of the slums one day to like. And I led worship and it was crazy because my first day I got to India, my hand was completely strained where like this, my left hand, I couldn't even hold up my Bible. And I was so frustrated. I was like, what did I do with my hand, dude? And it was crazy because that first day we were leading worship. This was actually for some of the girls from the slums. The pain in my hand completely went away because it was like God gave me a grace and then the pain came back after worship. Then the next day I was praying, and I was like, Lord, just please heal my hand. And I was leading worship for these kids in the slums. There's like 40 people in one house, mm-hmm. right? Like the yeah. one-bedroom house yeah. leading worship, and my the Lord completely heals my hand. And I was Jeez, just well, like, wow. That. And it was like so raw yeah. because these people, the only thing they have is the Lord, yeah. and they don't really have anything, but the little they have, they're willing to give. Mm-hmm. And so— and You see a
1: big difference between like— American Christianity for sure, and and when you go out th- outside of uh, yeah. United States, you know
2: yeah, and so that was really cool. Like even in the slums, and so my friends from there, um, they have this program where they go into the schools, and the schools have opened up the doors for us, and these are like schools where. Ninety percent of the kids are Hindu and mm-hmm. Muslim. Very percent, small percentage are like believers, and so like. And my mom grew up Hindu. A lot of my mom's family is still Hindu. I'm visiting my mom's family in September for a couple weeks, and I walk into my family members' houses there, and they're like, they're very Hindu. They you know, the Hindu
1: gods. I have a question mm-hmm. about Hinduism. Yeah. Uh, do you know how many gods
2: they have? Or is, it, is it, it's like thousands, right? Yeah, they literally have like hundreds. I mean, yeah, definitely thousands of gods. But it, what's crazy is that in the Hindu faith, a lot of them, like, for example, when I went to Malaysia, my cousin's a doctor. He owns like a four-story house. Okay. Crazy, right? Crazy money. I walked into his house. This was in 2019. Okay. And he had like a cross of Jesus, a portrait of Jesus amongst all the Hindu gods. And I all just gods, was yeah. – and I asked him, I was like – I was like, do you believe in Jesus? He's like, yeah, I believe in Jesus. And I was like, but why do you have all this other stuff? He's like, oh, he's one of the gods. One of the so that's how, that's what a lot Not of the Hindu, yeah, that's one, a lot of what the Hindu people believe. And it's crazy because literally that was one of the things I saw when I went to India is that on every corner in India, there's a little idol with someone who's assigned to that idol that day and night. They like worship the idol. There's people playing drums, like. People in the streets. Really? Yeah, worshiping the idols. Yeah, they're very... Like 24 hours a day. 24 hours a day. There's always wow. people. And there'll be like drums coming through the street with like a cow pushing, pulling a cart with one of their gods. There's worship to their idols all the times, And that's one thing that... Wow, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. So even within the temple, the Hindu temples mm-hmm. in India, that's one thing that... I love about a f- the famous missionary Amy Carmichael, right? Mm-hmm. When she went to India, she saw that there was a lot of children being prostituted in the temples. Really? In India, in the Hindu temples. Like they had like brothels, you know, for the children in the temples. What year was this when she was there? I think she was there in like the early 1900s. Really? And th- to the mid. And so Amy Carmichael helped, and I, I could be getting the time frame wrong, yeah, but yeah. it was in the last hundred years. Yeah. yeah. That she helped rescue a lot of these children, and she put an end to temple prostitution in India. Wow, they which, were doing that back then. Oh, for sure, yeah, because it was a part of their worship. Yeah, which is what we see now in the mainstream world. It's a uh, part of the worship, uh-huh, right? With everything happening. Uh-huh. So, long story yeah. short, so my friends, they go into um, the schools here, and when we went to the schools, uh, we did assemblies for the girls. And one thing that I realized going to India is that the girls, women in India aren't valued. 80% of women statistically have been raped, but 100% of women have either been sexually assaulted in public. This is like you're on broad daylight and there could be a a girl – driving home, walking home from school, someone will come by on a bike, a man will assault her and just go off. Really? Yes. Public transportation, same thing. Like, for example, right? We were at a school and this one girl made a statement. She said the only... This is a young teenage girl. She said the only place a girl is safe in India is in the womb, in her mother's womb, or in the grave. No way it's that bad. Why Why is it that crazy? I mean, it's just... So, like... Women there, like girls there, that's why a lot, for example, a lot of families, when they have a girl, they will often, there's a huge thing in India right now, my friends that are missionaries there have told me, because it's illegal to know the gender of a child before the child's born. Okay. So oftentimes in India, when someone has a girl, they oftentimes will kill the child or they'll like kill the child through different areas, like through like, you know, a pill or something, because they don't wanna to have to deal with having to protect their daughter. Dang. Because it's it's not imagine I mean, just yeah. the thought
1: of like Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude.
2: No. Yeah, no, it's bad. Uh like women are followed, women are assaulted. If there's a man that approaches a woman or a young girl, right, and she you know how like a lot of women get cat called, right? If she, um, and a lot of women are stalked and followed. So if she, you know, denies that guy, uh, there's a huge thing right now in India where men will put acid in eggs and they'll throw it or they'll throw acid on the woman to completely disfigure her to where to tell her, if I can't have you, no one else will.
1: Insanity. So what, yeah. what did this
2: girl in the, in the school say? So she said, the only place a woman yeah. is safe or a girl is safe in India is in her mother's womb. Or in the grave.
1: So now, when you're there with these girls, you're you're basically like, what are you telling them? So you're speaking to them, yeah. So we're in to, the public schools.
2: Yeah. So we're in the schools, and when we go into the schools, we're basically, you know, because like I'm American, going in, right? right? So they're like, yeah, for sure. So I'm going in, and a lot of what we do at Kill the Noise messages, yeah. it's the same thing. Yeah. I share my story. Yep. I share the gospel. You're allowed to. We'll yes. Speak. Yeah. I mean, like, Incredible. they have anti conversion laws. And so let's just say that they're, I, a it's lot like, of the prayer of salvation wasn't really allowed, but I did it. It's anyways. like Mexico. Yeah. You yeah. can't
1: talk about God. Okay. And then we just, we yeah. Do yeah, it. yeah.
2: I do it anyways. Cause yeah. the teachers are outside the classroom. They're like, okay, cool. You know, like, yeah, you yeah. can go in. And Perfect. so I did, you know, I shared, cause that's one thing, you know, I share about, you know even my story about you know the gospel the restoration of christ and i told Which them, your
1: story has a lot of uh yeah, um, a crossover with abuse and sure. sexual assault and all that Yeah
2: story. all of that and so with a lot of these girls i tell them i'm like listen like you know i share with them the full counsel of god and i share with them like to follow christ you have to i use the word idols You have to put your idols away. Even one of my friends was like, "Christina, you know we could get in trouble, right?" And I was like, "Dude, we have to share. Like, it needs. I need to. I I need to lead these girls to Christ." Because if they just
1: add Jesus to their all their idols, yeah, for
2: sure, yeah. And so um, I did that. I did that at all these, you know, at all these schools. And these girls are genuinely coming to Christ because my mom came to know the Lord out of a Hindu background. Some of her family came to know the Lord out of a Hindu background. Over there or here. Um, in Malaysia and here. Okay. Yeah. Cause some of them moved here and, um, it was actually funny. One of my aunts who came to know the Lord, she like gave all her Hindu gods to my other aunt who doesn't know the Lord. I'm like, no, no, no. We need to burn the idols. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. You don't like, but one thing that's crazy, Ryan, even to go for a second is that when I came, my friends in India, when I was there, they said to me, you know, my, my, that are strong believers, they said, you know, it's crazy. Christina is your country has just as many idols as our country does. And I was thinking, like, dude, we don't have these kind of idols on the corners. But she's like, you do. But Satan has just disguised himself through music, through the mainstream world that so many people are bowing down, but just in different ways, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. But anyways, and so when we go into the school, same things. I'm sharing with these girls just about – you know their value in Christ and how and and the gospel and who God is as a father and this one girl for example at a school came up to me and she just said you know I I've, I've never told anyone this but I she was living long story short with the several family members who were regularly sexually abusing her which is a story of these girls in India because when you're Indian Indian people live in communities so say for example if you have a if you have your parents right and if you get married and your siblings get married and and you all have children, you all live under the same roof. Yeah. So growing up – and right. they, that's just how it's they do they it. That's they used to do back in, the, in, in, yeah. in those days too. Yeah, for sure. So they all live within community. And so for her, her dad – this girl's dad had died. And so when she told her mom like, hey – these people are sexually abusing me. Her mom was like, "Shh, just please be quiet because we have no one here to protect us. Right. And that's the same thing with, you know, it's what her mom said. Unbelievable, man. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. now here they're
1: hearing about God and mm-hmm. they're putting their faith in, in, in Christ. Now, are they yeah. able to, um, so, you, so you were going to different schools, mm-hmm. right? And then, um, are they able to, how is your group able to stay plugged in with them or, yeah, or, Um, what do they do next? I mean, you know.
2: Yeah, for sure. So even with this girl, you know, we were able to share with the principal, and the principal of the school is actually a believer, which is awesome. Yeah, perfect, perfect. So she was able, you know, she's dealing with that situation. Mm -hmm. So basically we went to all the schools where my friends who are working with this uh, sports ministry Mm -hmm. are present. So we're able to plug them in, yeah. you know, yeah. with the sports ministry, right and from there they have their prayer cells in church and all that stuff. So that's it's, how it's a lot so, of the, it, yeah. It's you know
1: interesting. It's so gnarly, like when you go into these areas, because it's not like the American Christianity where you can go in, share the gospel, and you're like, okay, guess what, guys, like us in the school. So right now, you guys all gave your life to Christ. There's the Bible club right there. Yeah. This is the main guy. You could come here at 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 two o'clock or at lunch at this classroom. There, it's a whole different program. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like God opens these doors to go into a school where you can't talk about God or Christ or do anything. And here God opens the door. You're sharing. It's just – it's what I'm trying to say is everywhere you go in the world, there's a different technique Mm -hmm. because just depending on on the situation.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. And that's what I love about like one of the missionaries there, um, him and his wife had up the widows program. He was saying that a lot of their – because they have leaders that come from all over India that come to – Like a training kind of camp, they do like once a year. And he said that, like, two of their people were just put in prison. (laughs) Yeah. Because of, like, you know, they were trying, they were sharing the gospel. Yeah. But these young people, and he said, and he said something. He's like, you know, one thing I told them was, what a blessing that you get to. suffer for the lord in this way that you've been imprisoned for the gospel and that's how they see it like they see it as a blessing how do they do it there in prison is it, is it like a certain amount of years or like a couple months or a fine or you know i think a lot of it is like it's like pretty much up until they basically say okay i'm not going to keep doing what i'm going to be doing anymore right. or they might give them a certain amount of time they didn't get into a yeah. lot of those details yeah, 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 i want it yeah that's that to be interesting um yeah
1: to find out, because, you know, China, I mean, it's, it's pretty, pretty, it's pretty gnarly.
2: too. Yeah, I know for but. sure. And they don't look like, and my friends were even saying that the Hindu government, like, say, like, on Easter Sunday, right, if there's different churches in India, they have a lot of the Hindu government nationals that go and sit in on these services to see what they're doing. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And the way they threaten them. So he said that on Easter Sunday, he had given a message at his church, and there is um, one of the Hindu national government people that came up to him and was basically threatening him and was like show me your books. Cause that's the only way they can get to them. Right. And he's like, okay. You know, and he's like, we're clean. Everything we do is like, you know, whatever. Yeah. But they look at their books to see what ministry they're doing in the street with the widows, with right. the outcasts, with the orphans who are seen as the lowest caste, mm-hmm. which threatens their way of life, which is, you know, their Hindu government. Wow. So yeah. it's pretty crazy how, and that's what they even, the, the, The Indians and Indian told me, they were like, Christina, honestly, what we experience here is coming to your country. (laughs) They're going to try to shut you guys down, too. Like, we're already seeing it by, like, what we're allowed to say in church. Right, right, with the free speech and all that. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, I heard heard recently,
1: um, I think it was the UN, they had AI rewrite the Bible. Did you hear about that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they, so that's probably like that really, uh, well, they rewrote it, so it's probably not offensive right yeah. to anybody and there's like a new uh, world church my mom just sent me a picture it's like all the different religions can all worship together so what the bible teaches is it's all coming but it's it's actively you know the persecution what we're seeing in these other third world countries communism and, and different things yeah. you're gonna see that here in yeah America. yeah that's amazing so um so you, how many schools did you hit when you were out there
2: uh so we basically did we did four schools but at each school we did multiple assemblies because right. the schools are so big right yeah so we did like i think total i thought originally it was around 800 but my friend came back she's like no it was like 930 something girls we had that's
1: amazing. which is
2: huge in india because yeah. they You know, most of these girls have never like this. This one girl came out to us out of school and was like, you know, I was sexually abused my whole life, but no one ever told me it was wrong.
1: Really? Yeah. yeah, Because they just grew up like that's just a normal way of life. Everyone. It happens to
2: everyone. And so they don't. And it's a shame based culture. So if you talk about it you're ostracized. If you talk about it, you're, you know, you're seen as like, you're basically shamed. And that's so, keep it all cover. Yeah. And that's what I love about Jesus. Like I was just like, I was like reading over here, you know, earlier, just like even the story of the woman at the well, you know, and just the woman who was caught in adultery or just like all these women in the Bible. I feel like Jesus always, what Jesus did in biblical times is what my friends are doing. Now in these places in India, they're giving these women back their value. Mm -hmm. They're giving them back their voice. And, you know, we talk about like women's rights here in the U S and all that stuff. But like, and people are like, Oh Jesus, like empowered women. But I'm like, no, not in the way that you're doing it. (laughs) Jesus basically valued women that the basic value that a woman has, or that a girl has, that's been taken from them by, you know, them being cast out like the widows or these girls that are being sexually abused or assaulted, Jesus restored value back to women in those ways. Yeah. Not women in the way of making women to be men. Right. You know? Yeah.
1: And yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. Well, we, uh, we're going to be going to a break in a minute, but this is incredible. Uh, Christina Boudreau uh, just uh, out in India touring the schools in a place – where they have, fal- I think, do they have? They have to have, have like hundreds of thousands of gods or something. I mean, I, I yeah. read on; it's like something crazy. Like yeah. they have a god for for everything, and mm-hmm. Jesus Christ is is one of them. Yeah. And there's also in India. I've, I've seen some documentaries and stuff. There's a lot of witchcraft because when you start messing with those gods, um, you know, a lot yeah. of demonic stuff. They're putting like those knives through their lips and their tongues and their nose, and they're walking mm-hmm. on like their knees mm-hmm. for for miles upon miles. I mean, you yeah. can't just do that stuff in your right mind. I mean, it's, it's pretty gnarly. And then the prostitution with the kids back in the old days, pedophile. And and that's still,
2: yeah. And that's still happening. Just not so much in the, in the temples now, but there's a lot of trafficking of kids, but there's the biggest thing right now is organ trafficking.
1: Harvesting of organs. You know, I was just talking to John Randall about that. Um, Well, we're going to, we're going to come back after the break, but dude, thank you for going. This is intense crazy stuff that's going on over there in in India. Um, don't forget listeners, go to uh, Ryan Reese official on YouTube. We have all of our past shows. I've had Christina on several times talking about different tours in the different parts of the uh, the world. Um, go to the you can check that out. We um we tour the the we tour all over the world. I mean all over South America, Central America, United States, India, we went to Australia. We will go anywhere invite us out we'd love to bring the gospel to your city in your schools to your churches wherever god opens the door we'll be back in two minutes after the raid. peace
0: more of the ryan reese show coming up post your questions at ryan reese on his instagram twitter and or facebook now back back to the Ryan Reese show
1: studio with Christina Boudreau. She is one of the whosoever ambassadors and you've heard her on the show many times, many times. And she's, a uh, uh, she's been touring all over the place. I mean, we went down to Chile together. We went down to Iquique. You've been on several trips in, 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 America, um, California. And now we're just talking about this India trip. So before the, you know, before the break, we were just talking about the culture about, the, the the slums, um, you know, widows when they lose their when they lose their husband, they kick him out of their home. I mean, just crazy stuff. Even pedophilia within. temple back in the old days but now i want to hear about you uh some encounters you had because i know you went to schools as we were talking about sharing the gospels in the public schools in india which is like insane it's illegal Mm -hmm. um and the -hmm. doors open for you so tell me some cool encounters that you had with a couple individuals
2: yeah so there it was really cool i mean we went we were at this one school where um i went and did um I did. We did two classes. It was kind of breaking up into age groups, you know. I did a group of like the older girls, and it's crazy how the girls in India, like, you know, they come from these gnarly areas, but they, the same issues we see here in the U.S. is the same issues they have there. Like what? Like that because a lot of them have experienced abuse, a lot of them. Um, are suicidal like even there was this girl that's a part of their like sports like ministry that had uh, committed suicide right before we went there you know Mm -hmm. and suicide's very common because a lot of these girls feel like there's no way out yeah a lot of these women feel like there's no way out like they're trapped in a culture where they are being abused at home assaulted on the streets um, you know, even on public transportation, they're molested on public transportation because there's so many people in a bus, you know, no way. and so it's, they truly feel like they're nothing. And so we went to this school, you know, and as I just started sharing with these girls, like I, these girls are older, they're like juniors and seniors in high mm-hmm. school. I could see in their eyes, you know, that.
0: What impacts you every day?
2: tune in for inspiring stories and interviews actionable tips and methods to do both home and work life because here we believe you can do all things just not all at once and there's a culture and there a culture the indian culture i come from the indian culture mm-hmm. it's a culture where Everything's based upon performance and perfection, so these girls okay. are raised to become doctors they're raised to succeed, and so any type of weakness, any type of sh- sharing about struggle is looked down upon got it, got it. and so With these girls where they're forced, you know, to it's like straight A's, perfect in school, perfect in sports, like it's an unrealistic expectation they have that, you know, I could see in their eyes. And so at the end, I had the girls close their eyes at this, you know, for the older classes. And I said, you know, if, if you've been sexually abused... Mm-hmm. Can you raise your hands? Dude, so many of these girls' hands have were raised. I said if you same thing, if you've been if you've dealing with cutting or depression, raise your hands. So many of these girls raise their hands. Wow. If you're dealing with suicide, raise your hands. So many of these girls raise their hands. And you know, we prayed for them to receive the Lord, praying, you know, against just a lot of the oppression, yep. all this stuff Absolutely. and it was crazy because when we when I went, when I transitioned from that class to go to the next class, there was a, a younger group of girls. This is this was probably junior, was that junior high. Or, or yeah, it was probably I think like school. seventh eight, seventh grade to like sophomores in high school. Yep. You know, there was like a few grades, and I just began to ask questions. And this is like the first time in these girls' lives that they're talking about these issues. You right. know, where I'm asking these girls, you know, like what are some of the pressures that you face today. Mm-hmm. And this one girl's telling me, you know, because in the Indian culture, in the southern India, these girls are darker skinned mm-hmm. and in the north they're lighter skinned. Mm-hmm. And if you're darker skinned, a lot what a lot of these girls do is that they get this cream that they put on their face that basically bleaches their skin mm-hmm. to make it lighter, mm-hmm. which is crazy because here in the US people try to get tan. <laughs> and so yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So these girls are telling me, this one girl's is sitting in the front row sobbing telling me about how she Her whole life was bullied. She was told that she was like a dog. She's tried to bleach her skin and just telling me about her issues. And then she now feels like she has a voice. So this other girl starts telling me, about how she was bullied because of her body, you know, that that she was bullied because people said she was too big and so she stopped eating and so she now is like too know. small yeah. and then she's bullied because she's too small. Oh my and then one by one, like all these girls, it just became almost like a group counseling session with Jesus where these girls are just sharing about their, their struggles, mm-hmm. about what they have gone through with depression, what they've gone through, you know with suicide and all these things and these girls, you know, I prayed, you know, they received Christ and, you know, and on the way out, like, I'm just like hugging them, praying over them, telling them like how much they're loved by the Lord, Mm -hmm. because that's the thing, you know, like when we go into these places, the only thing I could offer people that is lasting is the gospel is the love of Christ. And so by me going in and even like praying for them to turn to jesus and put yep. away their idols is technically illegal yep, you know yep. but i realized like this is the only chance like jesus is coming back yeah, yeah. like the whole like even this weekend I'm, I'm teaching at sonia and david trujillo's women's conference at their church and they gave me the passage of the versions you know with their lanterns being lit to be brought in and then the banquet halls are going to be shut mm. like i want to make sure that the seats in jesus's house are filled I'm not going there to be like, oh, you're loved and you're valued. Like that has no lasting impact on a girl who's being assaulted, abused, you know, like her whole life. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't do anything for them. And so, um, yeah, that was like a couple of the stories. And there was this other school we went to um, where this girl, same thing. There was an older group of girls and we were talking about. Just a lot of the oh, we, at that that specific session, I was talking about gender identity, which is starting to come into their schools, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That's, I was going to ask you about yeah. that. So what we're seeing over here is that happening? Yes, it's happening too in India, but it for them, it's it's different because in the United States, you have like it's a, an attraction issue, right? It's mm. like you know people want to change their genders and they're attracted to so and so. But with these girls, I asked them the question. I said. I said, how many of you have ever maybe thought, like, you know, I want to be a boy? So many of them raised their hands. And I said, well, why? Of oh, different reasons. Yeah. And they said, uh. well, if I, if I were a boy, we, like, we're protected. Yep. If I'm a boy, I'm safe. I have more freedom. And I'm just thinking, man, like, these girls want to be a gender other than what they are, specifically because it's a protection issue. Protection, yep. And then I began to ask questions, well, Why? And then this girl's like telling me like, well, because if I'm walking home from school, mm-hmm. I won't be assaulted. This yep. other girl, if I take the bus, I won't be molested. This right. other girl, you know, um, I don't have to worry about – because, you know, the sun sets earlier during the wintertime. If I'm walking home from soccer practice and these girls, they the slums, they don't have transportation. Right. Like I won't get – ca- yeah, I won't get cat called or – this one girl had told us, you know, cause we were, we had an event that went later and we were like, Hey, can we get you, they have these like tuck tucks, you know, they're like open or like an Uber. We were like, Hey, can we get you an Uber or something? She said, no, no, no. I'd rather have the tuck tucks. It's like almost like a bike that has the thing. I think you guys rode one in the Philippines. Yeah. She said, I'd rather take that. And we were like, well, why? You know, it's going to take longer. She said, well, cause if I go into a car, they can't drive around the corner Lock the doors oh and rape me. God, it's just like that. Yeah, she's like. Are there? Well, I mean, are, is
1: there just like a bunch of like unwanted kids, or I mean?
2: Yeah, I mean, th- so obviously, so what often happens in India, I mean, Ryan, I can't is believe, it's just so crazy. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's hard to wrap your mind around. Yeah. But one of the things that happens in India is that these young girls in the Hindu faith—they could be 12, 13 years old—and we were in a city in southern India, but most seventy percent of India is like villages. I'm talking like Jesus time villages, right. like yep. very poor, yep. like nothing. Like there's like cow. Even in the city, there's like cows walking around. It's like really gnarly. And these young girls are often married, like twelve, thirteen years old. They're married to men in their forties and fifties. Right? What? That happens out there too? Oh, for sure. That's normal there. So these young I heard, girls, I
1: heard that was like you know some tribes, you know, in, in Africa, or whatever. But yeah, that that happens
2: in India. Yeah, arranged marriages Arrange is like these mar- these young girls <laughs> with these older guys, and so oftentimes even within villages, they often get married to like their cousins, and so they have children, of course, that have you know special needs who are also outcasted. Oh it's so gosh. sad, dude. So anyway, so you get these young girls. Well, this is what happens
1: when you get God out of the uh, oh, equation. Oh yeah, the, you know yeah. I mean, this yeah. is like a godless.
2: For sure. So you get these young girls that get married off to these older guys and, you know, they might have a couple kids and then these older guys, you know, will die. So you have this young single mom at this time, she could be 20 with two kids as she's more eligible to get married again. But the new husband she gets married to is like, well, I don't want your kids, right? You got to ditch the kids. So the wife will just ditch the kids on the side of the road to get married to this new husband because that is the only way she could be safe in her eyes. Oh my so goodness. now these kids get picked up. They're trafficked. They're forced into prostitution. Um, They they get their organs harvested. All Yeah, the yeah, up. yeah.
1: So I was just going to actually hit you on that one, the organ harvesting. Yeah. So that's a thing out there too. Yeah. And they you get organs. They they sell the organs
2: basically. Yeah, it's like the trafficking, but a trafficking of
1: organs. Oh my gosh. You know what? It's so interesting. It's
2: so crazy how...
1: The world is so dark, and this is why Jesus has to come again, yeah, you know?
2: no yeah, it's sad, but but and,
1: and yeah. until that time we got to keep getting we just got to keep getting out in front of people and letting mm-hmm. them know that God loves them, yeah, and that he you know
2: yeah, so even for example, right, we went to a slum one night, and this is one of the slums i we there was like a small house church, and we did worship, and even when we pulled up in the slum, there was a lot of slimy guys around, but my friend, you know, we went with a couple of our our guy friends and even when we got out of the car just the way that they look at women right just the way that they were catcalling certain things really even like walking up to my friend he was like who are these chicks you know like like <laughs> it is it's very dark Gee, that's scary it's very sad and so basically you know so that's why a lot of these kids you know you know there's a lot of orphans a lot of orphanages in india but it's sad because there's actually a movie that came out, I think that was popular for a while on Netflix called Lion, and it was about oh, yeah. this. yeah, you've probably seen it's mm-hmm. this young boy you know who got lost you know from a village in India, found himself at an orphanage, got adopted here into the US and it was and even his journey in India where just people do just pick up kids or what happens is that you might get over here in the US you have pimps. That will prostitute people out. But with children, what they often do is that they'll have a bunch of kids. They obviously pimp them out sexually. But what they do is that they have them go out and they sell a certain amount of items to like people. And if they come back without those items, like a certain amount of money, they get beaten, you know, all these things. And so it is a very, that's another vicious cycle that's happening in India. But anyway, so this girl, we were at this school, this girl, you know, we were, I'm talking to these girls and they're just, this is their daily life. Yeah, Daily life of they can't even go to school and come back or a lot of these these kids, their parents leave very early in the morning. I'm talking 4 a.m. and they come back late at night just to provide enough food for them. So these kids are raising themselves and this girl was telling me, you know, she was crying and crying because I did the same thing. I said if you've been – I had them close their eyes. I'm like if you've been sexually abused, raise your hands and she was just crying with her hand raised. I pulled her aside after and I said – I said, you know, I have that same story. And I told her, I said, you know, what happened? And she said it had happened two years earlier. You know, she was out just like going to the grocery yeah, store. Yeah, just, just a normal day. coming, Walking home from soccer practice, right? You know, she was raped. And she said because of that, she had had a lot of issues, you know, like depression or just different things. And and of course, when that happened, There's no value for women. There's no value for women. Um, and of course, because of that... When that happens to you, you're kind of seen as like when they speak up about it, people tell them, well, you were probably asking for it. Yeah, of course. It's probably your fault, right? And so this girl, you know, just sharing with her the love of Christ, Mm -hmm. showing her just the redemption that she has in Christ. You could see how the gospel and who Christ was, the same Jesus that gave women back their value who are seen as nothing in biblical times is the same Jesus that's doing it today. Yeah, and the lives yeah. of these girls in India, and things that they have never talked about because it's a culture of shame. Yeah, right. Now they're opening up, and they, mm-hmm. which
1: that's probably frees them a lot too. Because when you're carrying all that, yeah, then you're actually hearing it that there's other people going through it, and then you're yeah. sharing with them with, with God, yeah. yeah, there's freedom can come through that, even though they're in that crazy yeah. situation. Yeah. Wow.
2: Yeah. All right.
1: Well, what? um, Well. It sounds like India was heavy.
2: Yeah, it was super heavy, but heavy. it was so good. So that's why I want to encourage listeners too, yeah. you know, is that there's, so, there's all of these things happening in India, but in the midst of that, during my trip, I saw the Lord truly yeah. open, open up these girls' eyes for them to see their worth in Christ. Yeah. These Hindu and Muslim girls gave their lives to Jesus. Yep. Um, the widows, right? God is doing an amazing work with yeah. the widows, the orphans. And so in the midst of that, God is commissioning the believers in India to be the answer to these issues in their yeah. countries which is what I'm seeing, which mm-hmm. is really awesome. Well, keep going out there. When's your next trip? It's I'm um, going in November to December. November. So everybody keep
1: Christina in prayer. Yeah. And you're also uh, about to take off here in a couple of days to Chile yeah. with uh, my mom and her crew. Yeah. And then meet up with Sebastian down there in Iquique, Chile. Mm-hmm. So you're going to hit Santiago, Chile. And then I think like Vina and a couple other. It's like seven cities you said.
2: Yeah, so we're going to Vina del Mar. We're going to Valparaiso We're going to Kilpue. Um, we're going up to Aikeke, Altos Picio, Calama, uh, and Tefagasta. And so, yeah, those are the areas we're going to. And the, and the same thing, like Sebastian even told me a couple of days ago, he was like, you know, the most communist school in Vina del Mar has <laughs> opened the doors for are us are to come in. Are you serious? It's right around the corner from their Congress. Obviously, you know you're going back to
1: Chile uh, actually this month. So yeah. you have pumped on going back to Akiki and then plus all the other – I think you're going to seven other cities.
2: Yes. Yeah. So I'm excited. Like we, you know, we all toured there in November of last year, you know, uh, your dad and the guys came down for a pastor's conference, That's which was right, awesome. Yeah. And I think when I was there in Chile, you know, there was just so many of these girls, just that every girl I talked to at the school. So mm-hmm. it was just like, like there was even a school that you did. I think that was one your dad went to one day and it you know, and you're just you spoke that day into the altar call, but you're like, "Hey guys, Christine is here, and in her story, she's gone through all these things, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you just named a few things, and I had like a line of girls, I like you would have, yeah, yep. like how it would be at a church event, and mm-hmm. just girl after girls coming, crying, and I'm having Sebastian helping me translate, and we're praying for these girls, and it happened with all the schools, and so the Lord was just really stirring my heart in December of last year when I got back, and I was like, "Man, Lord," so He just kind of put a vision in my heart to go back and. To go back in the schools and to to do a girls' conference and you know I talked to you. You're like, dude, yes. I talked to your mom. Literally, the moment I asked your mom, she was like, yes, I will send you. It wasn't even like I was trying to plan like the perfect time to talk to her. I'm like, okay, I'm going to share with her my vision. Uh uh I was going to get yeah, yeah. yeah, I had the whole game plan. It was one day after women's study. She was like, "There's my colorful girl. How are you?" I was like, "Oh, I've been wanting to talk to you because you know we're all busy, you know." Yeah. And she was like, "Oh, like tell me." And I was like, "Oh, okay." So I told her, she, and without flinching, she was like, "I will send you." And it just truly has turned into this beautiful trip. Mm-hmm. 30,
1: she, 30 schools, yeah, plus the women's conference and yeah. the other, yeah, the activities. girls' conference we're yeah. doing.
2: We're doing prisons. We're doing three skate contests. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a full on. Yeah, yeah, we're doing tour. a full
1: on thing. Yeah, so you know, you picked up on the mega tours where I left off. I was doing yeah. mega tours. And then all of a sudden, and that's when you guys were all being raised up. And now you guys are continuing the big mega tours. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So, so that's thousands and thousands of kids. Yeah. Uh, in a short yeah. period of time. Amazing.
2: Yeah. So I'm really excited, you know, like, uh, Lexi's based out of Calvary Reno, you know, and they're yeah. like, they love her. So they're supporting for her to come, you know? And then, um, I have, do uh, you know, uh, Callie, um, uh, Tyler's wife. Is From she I, going? She's coming. Yeah, she's coming that last week we're in a Kike. That's amazing. So her church is funding for her to come too. Yes. And I she she came out to um to Texas with me, you know, when I was in Texas and she stayed with me and just saw the Lord use her life and her yeah. and her husband, they do skate park ministry. Yep. Mm-hmm. So the Lord totally blessed her for her trip and so she's Dude, gonna be staying awesome. with us that week and I saw the her like share her story and it was funny. We were even in Texas and I'm like at this point I'm doing like Worship. I'm bringing my guitar. We're mm. doing the message the afterglow and everything. And there was a day that I was like, "Hey man, can you help me sing?" She's like, "Yeah, yeah," because I'm like my voice is going out, and she's singing so well. I'm like, "Bro, where were you Are all you week?" <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, "Let me just play chords in the back and, and you, you sing." sing. Dude, and so, amazing. and Callie has an amazing story too. You know, of just going through all these things these girls have gone through. And mm. so she's like, Tyler's sending her with some of their skate product. You know, for a skate contest, mm-hmm. she's going to be sharing at the girls' conference. So it's cool because I see the Lord raising like Lexi up and Callie up, you know, yep. and Callie's just coming that last week, but Lexi will be with me for two weeks. And, we were at a school in Chile, and, and we were actually at a sports school, right? It was the last oh, day. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And it was cool because that, I didn't go that day because yeah, I was studying. Yeah, but it was cool because that same team where it's me, Lexi, and Sebastian is the yeah. same team for this time. Dude, it's going to be amazing. And, um, and it was cool because Lexi, and it, was, it wasn't even, I didn't even ask her. We were at a school that Sebastian was, you know, they always tell us about the school. Sebastian said, you know, all these kids at this school, mm. they all play uh, professionally for Chile, soccer, mm. and all these things. Right. And so Lexi was like she was like hey christina can i share my story with these kids you know Mm -hmm. she used to be a pro snowboarder yeah and has a testimony with that and i was like you're up to bat dude and so i told her i said dude okay do the altar call she's like no no no, i'll share and then you do the altar call and i was like okay cool dude so i'm thinking yeah no worries dude so she gets up she's like yeah i'll just do like five minutes and then so she's like 12 minutes in right I'm like, take it home, Lexi. Take it home. She does the altar call. All these kids come forward. She's praying for them. And I was like, yeah, we have – <laughs> she's got it, you know. She has it. God, yeah. God did that.
1: I know. I saw that photo and I was like – I told her. I said, yeah. hey, Lexi, I said, you know, God's giving you the – not only you have the story, you yeah. know, and, and it's so relatable. It wasn't like the drugs and alcohol, but it was like the it was like competition and, and competitive and, and
2: yeah, and discipline
1: and, and like athlete. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she talked just, about body
2: image. She yeah. talked about suicide, all this stuff. Yeah. And it was cool because I was even on the phone with Lexi a couple of days ago. I'm like, you know, just getting we're getting ready for chili because I leave Monday. And she's like, Christina, she was like telling me, she's like, dude, it's been a crazy couple weeks. I'm like, why? She's like, she's hosting, long story short, a youth conference. She pitched a a vision for a youth conference to her church at Calvary Reno. Yeah. 3,000 kids from her whole area in Reno are coming together for this conference that she's hosting. Dude, that's that's huge. Yeah, it's huge. Uh, For a youth conference? Yeah. That is massive. So Lexi's like, I've been planning it. She's like putting together this whole stuff. And I see her now, I think she's 22 now. And just how the Lord's using her life. So when we go to Chile, we're basically just switching off. Like, I'm going to do a school. She's going to do a school. Sebastian's going to do a school. Dude, that's perfect. Skate I, contest. I, you know, I'm
1: excited to hear about this. Yeah. Because now she, she did that one, but now she's going to get in more. And, and yeah. with all three of you guys, it's going to be awesome, man. Yeah. Last time it was it was really cool in Chile. Well, you know what really just blows my mind is that Chile actually kind of has like communism embedded in the new government. So the fact that you guys are able – to mm-hmm. go back and go into the schools. And even in like the – you guys are going into Santiago, which is the main Chile.
2: Oh, yeah. So we're not doing schools in Santiago, okay. but we're going to be on the coast in Vina, Valparaiso, yeah, right. and El Quisco. Well, well, so, yeah. well
1: that whole area – I mean very you got to understand like – like the coast is only uh, forty minutes, I think, from, yeah, from sure. Santiago. Yeah. So you're still in the hub, yeah. where Ikiki is in the very north. Yeah, you know what I mean. So you guys are still in in the belly of you know the beast down there. But yeah. that's amazing that God's opening those doors, and I cannot wait to hear yeah. uh, the stories. It's yeah, and, and we're
2: actually I was talking to, to Sebastian a couple of days ago. He's like, dude, the the most communist school you know, in Varpariso yeah. is allowing us to come in wow. and he's like, it's right around the corner. It's like, and they're only five minutes apart. He's like, it's right around the corner from the Congress building. He's like, yeah, I think the principal just looked at the form and was like, cool, cool. You guys can come in. He's like, I don't think they know that you guys are going to pray. And God I was opens thinking like, yeah, he does. Maybe
1: he blinded them, but their gossip yeah. is going to go forth and we're going to get saved. So many kids. That, that happened to us when we were in Akiki. I remember there was that one, there was that one um, guy that was there. He was a teacher and, and, and Sebastian's like "Yeah, that guy. He hates God. He's anti-Christian ever since I gave gave my life to God because they used to play play music together once he gave his life to God he stopped talking to him and he was there and I remember I I introduced him he introduced me to him and then while I was speaking he was so mad He's so angry and all kinds of kids got saved it was epic and you know God's going to keep doing it so keep Christina in prayer um, and keep all the missionaries in prayer in uh, and, and the and the people that are doing the work in India and the people in India and pray for Christina and the team as they go down to Chile that God will open the doors and many will get saved and that people will literally go after Christ and get discipled. Because, you know, uh, Sebastian, he's a pastor down there in Iquique. And yeah. then we, you guys are going to be uh, with all the other uh, Chile pastors. I mean, we have several churches that are church planted from this yeah. church. So you're going to be within... Uh, with all those pastors, and what's going to be awesome, they get to actually see it yeah. uh, live because last time they weren't there for our school tour. Mm-hmm. So now when you guys go down, they're going to actually see it down in their cities yeah. happening mm-hmm. uh, with the outreach, and then you guys got churches that are that are yeah. boots on the ground there. So Yeah,
2: and one thing that's cool is that we're going to this one area that's right outside of uh, Iquique called Antifagasta and Kalama, and basically – um, this is, there's a guy there that wants to start a Bible study mm. to plant a church. And so Sebastian said, he's going to be going up there a couple times yep. a month. And so this tour is going to be the start of planting of a church with all the kids. And we're doing a big like event in the town square. Yeah. <laughs> the mayor of the city was like, can we provide for you guys a stage with like lights? We were like, it sure. up. <laughs> yeah. It's like Mexico. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. God,
1: where God guides. God provides. That's the yeah. big thing within, within our movement. We, uh, Chuck, Chuck Smith told us that. And you know what? It's so true. Yeah. That's how you know that he's in it because he's going to get it done. He's going to provide every step of the way. Yeah. Well, keep her in prayer. Um, go to the whosoever.com and actually book us. Book Christina to come out to your state, to your city. Uh, we are touring all over the globe, constantly invading the public schools. That's the battleground, bottom line. You've heard the story today. No matter where you go, India – to Chile, to basically right here in Orange County, California, or L.A., or Florida. It's all the same. Kids are going through the same stuff, and we are living in crazy times. People need to know that God is real. His name is Jesus Christ, and he wants to have a relationship with him. Check out uh, com. Check out uh, YouTube. Go to um, our YouTube and type in Ryan Reese Official, and you can subscribe to the YouTube Uh, station and get all the past shows and get them share them there's tons of stories of tours there's tons of uh, interviews there's question and answers i have really amazing guests on and we have years and years of content for you guys to go through get disciple get filled with the spirit read the word of god and have god uh just transform your life we love you
0: guys and thank you peace this has been the ryan reese show to connect and find out more about ryan Click on Ryan-Reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for The Ryan Reese Show.